You are listening to Dope Ass People Podcast with Michelle Ferris, the interview platform dedicated to the journey. Stay tuned for some insightful interviews as some dope ass people share some major keys about their road to success. Today on Dope Ass People, I had the opportunity of speaking with Brigitte S. Holden. She is the principal owner of the Houston-based public relations firm, She Bridges PR, whose slogan matches its purpose, bridging the gap between you and the media. Brigitte has successfully managed roles of being a business owner, a volunteer, a board member, a speaker, and also an active participant in the community. She serves on the Houston Association of Black Journalists, and she also helps raise money for college students majoring in journalism. She is an awesome person. She is very insightful, very inspiring, and I am so glad to get the opportunity to speak with her today. I am so excited. I always say I'm excited because I get to talk to really cool people, but it's exciting to talk to really cool people. Today I have Bridget Holden, and she is the founder of She Bridges PR. Bridget, welcome to Dope Ass People. Thank you for having me, Michelle, because you're pretty dope ass yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We're just going to get right into it because, you know, I'm sure somebody out there is wanting to start a PR firm and you are the person with the knowledge. So tell me about She Bridges PR. So She Bridges PR is actually a playoff of my name. My first name is Bridgette, so Bridge. My middle name is Shalise, and it's spelled S-H-E-L-I-S-E. So I took the first three letters of my first name put in the front, She Bridges PR, and and is working to, uh, I'm sorry, bridging the gap between you and the media. And why that's so significant is because my name speaks for who I actually am and what I do, which is a bridge. You know, I bridge people. And this came after uh, setting my, what changed in my company's name from S. Charles Public Relations to She Bridges PR after going through, you know, life. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So in terms of how you actually, you know, got started, how did you know that PR was something that you wanted to do? Well, believe it or not, I knew at the age of 15, and I had forgotten that I even said I wanted to do it. Uh, I, I think I saw a movie or something. I can't remember what it was, and I was telling one of my classmates. I said, you know what, I'm going to own my own PR firm one day. And I actually wanted to be an anchor, a television anchor. And so I went to school and studied broadcast journalism, you know, worked for radio stations, television stations. And, you know, long story short, uh, it came down to choosing uh, my family, my sanity, or, you know, working to death for a company that, you know, come to find out they didn't really appreciate me. And so I, a friend of mine told me that she had was starting a company called We Saw, which was a conflict resolution company, and she was telling me about it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is great. I said, I can get you an interview, jokingly, but serious at the same time. And she was like, you can? And I said, sure. So I wrote a press release, sent it out, because, you know, being in television and radio, I still uh, had contacts. So I always... I never burnt any bridges <laughs> while I was in, you know, wherever I worked. And so I still had those relationships. And see, that's something that's key for anyone starting a PR firm is relationships. You can have cards and contacts, 
but you need to build relationships, you know, solid foundation for when you need something and not just contact them when you need something. You know, it's a difference. And so I reached out to those people, sent them the press release, and I ended up getting her a radio interview, uh, a magazine interview, and uh, she was also in um, The Chronicle. So she's like, oh, my gosh, I need you to become my publicist. And I was like, sure. Okay. And she said, here, I'm going to sow a seed because I never charged her. So she gave me a check for $100. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you want to do with that? And she said, I'm sowing a seed in your company. And I was like, oh, because it only took me like 30 minutes. And she was like, okay, well, then that's your rate, 30 minutes or, you know, $100 an hour or something like that. And so I took that $100, got my DBA, opened up my business account, uh, and every all the small things that I needed to do, you know, to get my business started. And that's that's where it started. I didn't have any money saved up, you know, I didn't come into money. I just started with that one hundred dollars and it's been eighteen mm-hmm. years. <laughs> that is an awesome story. I love I love to hear stories like that. And I really like my listeners to hear things like that because someone is going through that right now. Like they're not sure, you know, they're saying they're they're speaking these things out into the universe and they're not sure how you know, they're going to get there. So that's really, really good to know. What 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 are some areas, though, you know, when you're starting out, when you were starting out, that you feel like you wasted time, that you didn't need to do that, or if you could go back, you could probably do it over differently? Uh, getting my prices together, you know, that the financial piece, because I'm a great creator. I can create things. So telling the story, getting, you know, getting the clients on was great, but having that um, – you know, working uh, on my business and not in my business. And so that's the one thing that I would stress to your listeners is to get to that place where you can do both. Even if you have to take out one day of the week, you know, work on your business because I, I get it. We're solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and it takes a minute to build your team or, you know, build a group of people around you that believe in your dream and, you know, will help you get to that place. Um and so that's the one thing that I would I would definitely change is having a stronger system, you know, to the checks and balances, the uh, you know, for people to pay, the invoicing system, everything. That was a struggle for me. And you know what? It's usually a struggle because the pricing thing, because you don't know starting out what your worth is. Like, what should I charge? I don't know, you know, if exactly. I charge this much and, you know, are they going to think I'm – um, charging too much, I would say, you know, do exactly what you're saying to research and figure out what what the rate should be and charge it and be confident in that piece. So let me ask you this. If if I'm a college student right now, I'm, you mm-hmm. know, somewhere U of H or doing something, what should I be studying if I want to um, go into public relations? So here's the thing that I've run into because I use interns. Uh, from all the colleges here in Houston, and it's it's been disheartening because they're teaching them like basics or surface stuff. Because when they get out to the real world, that is not going to serve them. I, you would wouldn't believe how many interns I've had, and they're like, "Oh, Miss Bridget, we didn't learn this." <laughs> and I'm like, "What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they didn't go over this, and no, we didn't learn that. And this is from juniors and seniors, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so." They they get that valuable knowledge. So my thing is 
get an internship, you know, get with, you know, a company who's been in business for a minute, you know, five years or more to where you can really get in there and learn something. Another thing is that I know, paid internship, but sometimes, you know, they're not, but Mm -hmm. ask and see if you can get, so what I do is that I give scholarships at the end of their six weeks, you know, and I just give, I give it to them and it's a scholarship and they can do with, with whatever they want to do with the money and, you know, just something to help them out because, you know, they are using your time, but experience is more valuable than anything. Because when I was going through, I didn't have any paid internships. The most valuable thing for me was the experience. And then the reward came later, you know, with the money. And also, if you don't mind, I want to go back to when we were talking about uh, the charging what you're worth. You you really need to be okay with that. So after you do your research and you feel like you're in between or you feel like you're a little bit more, then if that person says, oh, you're too much, okay. I'm too much for you. Yeah. Let them go. That's not your client and let them move on and attract. And eventually the clients that you do want and the clients who will appreciate you and your worth will come, you know, just be patient, you know, be in it. Yeah. 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 I remember last time we talked, you had this big event coming up March 29th and there was then COVID hit and it was just a whole mess. Um, with your book and everything. So can you tell me a little bit about where you are with your book at this time? So with the book, uh, I had to go back to the drawing board because so many things when COVID hit just happened. I kept getting Mm -hmm. a delay and and backup. And I'll be very honest because I want to be very candid. It, it, It discouraged me. And I mm-hmm. did. I went through a depression and, you know, I went through some other things and um, I just I just didn't have the heart. And so we just tabled it for a minute uh, mm-hmm. because I was just going to refund. And then it's funny because when I called everybody, I said, listen, I'm going to refund your money. They were like, nope, you're going to give me my book. And I was yeah. like, no, I'm going to refund you. No, you're going to give me my book. I don't care. You're going I to finish book. that book and you go, you're going to get. And I was like, okay. So then after that, and it really made me feel good also for the people who, you know, purchased, pre-purchased the books, who really believed in me and supported me. And I was like, wow, all of these people believe in me. Then I need to believe in myself. So the book is coming. It'll just be, you know, next year. Because I really want to do a book signing and everything, you know. And, and it's still kind of, sort of, you know, people are kind of, sort of, but not really um, getting out. And I, I want to, you know, I want it to be where we're here, we're there, I can take pictures, you know, we, we can mm-hmm. hug and love on people and they can love on me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's where I am with the book. Because at first, I'll be honest, I was just like, nope, I'm not doing it. I'm just, because mm-hmm. I kept getting disappointment after disappointment. And, and you're only human and, you know, you can only take so much. You can only take so much. And that is specifically why I asked the question. Because I want other people, the same thing happened to me. The same thing happened to a lot of people. You know, I was all gung-ho about the podcast, and I was doing all kinds of great things. And then, and then COVID hit, and life started taking a different direction. I went into a depression. I lost my job. You know, it's just things. And so I asked you that question specifically because everyone needs to know that everyone is human. And right. we're, we're actually still going through a very traumatic thing you know, each mm-hmm. day trying to figure this out. 
And so um, I don't want my money back for the book. I want my book. So <laughs> I will be thinking I'm going to get my book in a year or so. You know, we'll see. Um, one of the things that I always do is I take a picture um, from your Instagram, and I found a really, really cool picture of you in a red suit. It's beautiful. But I just want <laughs> you to talk to me a little bit about what, how, how you was that fly that night in your red suit. Uh, with the short hair? <laughs> yes, yes. You had short hair. I think it was in, I, I know it was around your birthday. December. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. This is, well, wait now, because there's two, because there's one red outfit where I had these red boots on. Now, that was my birthday outfit. The red okay. suit was during Christmas. So which one did right. you get? That I, I got the red suit. Okay. And what was the question? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I was just saying because I always, you know, I'll go to the I'll go to your Instagram and I'll pick a picture out that I really like, and you look really happy on that picture. You look like you were headed in a great direction, um, and just giving commentary about the picture. You know, um, you look great and you look happy. So I just want to share want you to share with um, other women who may be entrepreneurs who maybe, you know, whatever they want to do, maybe want to get in shape, you're very um, active, you know, you share that with us on your Instagram. Just talk to us a little bit about how you get that way. So, uh, you know, but my listeners may not know, uh, I went through, you know, a divorce and uh, it wasn't easy because not only did I go through divorce, I was also homeless. And and I think there's varying degrees of homelessness. I wasn't in the streets or in a shelter, but I didn't have a home. And I was going, you know, what they used to say back in the day, couch surfing, <laughs> mm-hmm. not on purpose, you know, just going from couch to couch. And I was about to hit, uh, you know, 50 years old, and I was 49, and, and I hit a, a low point. I mean, I was in a very, very bad place because I really wanted to end my life. And I don't know if I shared that with you or not, but I just, and, and even though, and even though I have a son and he was in college, that's just how I didn't. I wasn't wanting to be here for anyone, not for him, not for me, nothing. I was mm-hmm. just tired. And so, you know, as you say, you get beat up on in life. And uh, and so, one day, you know, God always sends the person that we need at the time. And this one person I had a conversation with, because that night after I did this meditative walk, I used to do meditative walks at night. I, I had already made up my mind that I was going to go back into my friend's apartment and I was going to end my life. That's where mm-hmm. I was. And, wow. you know, uh, this young man called me and he was my uh, filmographer because he had done some videos for me of me, you know, doing some speaking engagements because I was trying to put together a speaking reel so I could get some more gigs. And I called him like three days before and he didn't call me back, but he called me back that night. And it was 11 o'clock p.m. And I was on this meditative walk because I was, you know, I was just there. And I was just like, I, and I did. I asked. I said, you don't give me a sign. I'll see you in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I was very serious about that. And mm-hmm. then this young man called me. And you know you can tell when, you know, it's God, you know, spirit, you know, universe, however you refer to it as, speaking mm-hmm. to you. Because it was his voice, but I knew it was God speaking to me. Yeah. And I don't, whatever the words he said, because I, I can't even tell you, remember mm-hmm. exactly what he said, but I know something switched in me. A light bulb went off. Next thing you know, I have a car. I have my own place. Mm-hmm. And so that picture that you see, that is just pure joy, pure excitement, and gratitude and gratefulness. Mm-hmm. 
Gratitude is a great word. Yeah, very, very, you know, just a heart full of gratitude, thankfulness, and and just grateful because because I thought about it. I was like, wow, you know, just, you know, two months ago, three months ago, I I was about to, I was in this place where I wanted to, you know, in my life and, you know, nothing is really that bad, right. you know? And right, so, and people, people need to hear that, though. People need to know that because I'm sure if someone out there that could be listening, you know, and or could maybe listen in the future that has felt that way or maybe feeling that way right now, and you don't never know who God is going to speak to you through. True, very true. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and I'm not ashamed of it, you know, and if it can help someone, that's that's really what, you know, and that's the thing too. We as women, we hold everything in because we are the caretakers, and so we could have the flu, you know, cook, <laughs> take yeah. care of everybody, yeah. go to work, be entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and and who's there to check on us, you know? Mm-hmm. And and so the first person that you have to love is you. Yeah. And, and we struggle with that. If we don't love ourselves, then how can anyone else love us as well? Or know how to treat us because people treat us how we let them treat us. How we teach them. How we treat teach us. them. Exactly. I was telling and, my girlfriend today, someone um, on her job texted her, and I, today is Sunday, and we were like, look, they have to wait. Don't yep. text back until Monday morning Monday at 7 morning. o'clock. That's right. And that is how you have to teach people to treat you because if you text back now, they'll text you again next Sunday. Yep. So, no. That's not how, you know, we need to learn really how to um, um, teach people how to treat us. Um, One last question, and, you know, we've gone through a lot since this pandemic, COVID, and um, racial tension, unrest, political strife. Hmm. Um, What do you think, what do you feel as a black entrepreneur, uh, what do you feel your responsibility is to the black community? You know, it's it's amazing. That's a great question because um, I have been struggling with that as as to, you know, what could I do as a black woman and so, and and as an entrepreneur. And so Mm -hmm. uh, I have a YouTube channel and and so I want to use my platform to empower, you know, black women first Mm -hmm. and then because I am a woman, but I am a black woman. And, you know, what's happened to, you know, our black women, we're not, uh, we're not excused, you know, Breonna Taylor, uh, Sandra Bland, you know, and the same things are happening to us, you know, as it is to them. And so my channel, although it's, you know, fashion, beauty, and lifestyle, there's an empowering, you know, statement or question, and and I'm very uh, transparent on there. You know, mm-hmm. and in any way that I can, you know, as an entrepreneur, any resources that I have, whatever I can do uh, to help the movement, that's what I've been doing. You know, like my son was going to marches. Now, I'll be honest, I wasn't trying to be out there amongst all of that. That's when COVID was still, you know, mm-hmm. alive and kicking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no. <laughs> you know, yeah. but he wanted to go and, you know, I made sure he was safe and he had his mask on and, you know, I would be in a safe distance, but, you know, with anything that I could do with empowering other women and teaching women to, like I said, again, love yourself, mm-hmm. love yourself and teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's unfortunate those things that happened um, to those young ladies, 
Um, but we have to stand strong. And instead yeah. of tearing each other down, lift each other up. So I always try to reach back, you know, and that's why I get young ladies, uh, young black girls as interns. Mm-hmm. So I can teach them how to be, you know, glamorous and strong. Just okay. because you're in college doesn't mean you don't have to look any kind of way when you go to class or that you're not able to do something because you can right. if you're willing to be taught. So it's not much, but I do. I do. No, that's, hey, that's a lot. And the point of me asking is that we all have responsibility in you know, how we can serve our community. And all of us are not going to be on CNN and be commentators and be, you know, but there is something that you can do individually in your community. And so that's why, that's why I asked that, um, that question. I, um, I'm just so glad that I had an opportunity to talk to you and just, you know, um, discuss. And I thank you for coming on to Dope Ass People. We uh, love hearing from Dope Ass Women. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and you know talking and um I'm gonna have to reshoot this because my dog is in the background and he's barking. But guess what? I'm not gonna reshoot it because it's gonna be authentic. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be what it is. Just authentic. This is quarantine life, and I have a that's dog. It. He's barking, and that's what's happening. But I just want to thank you because I always really enjoy um, talking to you because you have so much insight and you bring so much. Um, um, what's the word that I want to put empowerment into your uh, conversation and you've been through a lot and you are able to share your knowledge and I appreciate that so thank you well thank you from one dope ass person to another <laughs> hey! thank you so much and um, I look forward to talking to you and speaking to you again soon I do too thank you so much okay thanks bye 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 You have been listening to Dope Ass People Podcast, the podcast where we focus on the journey and talk about ways to continue to be dope for the culture. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Dope Ass People Podcast.